Oh my god, everybody, this is going to be the greatest Hotline League ever. It's Positivity Week here on Hotline League, where we only talk about positive things, and I am so excited to get into all the positive topics, because we're just nothing but positive now. Uh, and speaking of me, it's my always positive co-host, Mark Zimmerman. How's it going, Mark? Just feeling great. <laughs> Un unironically feeling great about the LCS. I know your tongue-in-cheek. My, my tongue is in the middle of my mouth. I love the LCS right now. It's a great league right now. Okay. It's actually good to watch. Yeah. Minus no, Dig versus Immortals. I agree. Yes. No, every other game was good. The CLG games in general, I think, are pretty um, touch and go. But uh, other than that, no. Uh, so, Mark, how you been? Uh, good. I have a lot of work I was doing on the Blame game today. It's a chunky one about how Core JJ is overrated. Maybe... Maybe not. We'll see. Did Verdict's you, still out. Did you ignore the Golden Guardians suggestion I gave you? I thought you cared about viewership, dude. I do. But I was hoping you could do two topics. and uh, I, feel like the I initially Guardians pulled two, but then yeah. like by the time I was done with timestamps, I had like a page of timestamps. So it's going to be... They have been getting shorter. So there was a lot of... I don't. Did you see the feedback on last week's episode? It was... Uh, people no, are I like, didn't. Mark just phoning it in now. These are too short. Okay, anyway... Uh, let's get into <laughs> Look at yeah, this. keeping the positivity going. Dokla is our first ever guest. Just 24 hours after he was doing his first interview with me ever, we've now also booked him for his first ever appearance on Hotline League. Welcome to the show, Dokla. Uh, thank you. Feels uh, amazing to be here. Can't yes. wait to start talking about stuff would in you a positive say that, manner. Would you say that this is the crowning achievement for you? You made this long journey to be honest, as a starter in the LCS, would you say that this was where you were headed the whole time? Yeah, I mean, I think I've, this is like the pinnacle. So I'm at the top now, it feels, you know, I can see everything from here. Yeah. This is the same joke you used for the intro to your interview, dude, about like- <laughs> Oh, you watched it as well. I figured people would only watch one of these videos and so I could reuse <laughs> both of them. I didn't expect, you never watch my content, Mark. I'm shocked. I figured I'd watch the interview that you just did with the player that's coming on our show. Just yeah, but that's says. a level of proactivity I do not normally expect from you. So I, I, that's why I'm shocked. I'm insanely well prepared for things. Okay, fantastic. Uh, well, glad to glad to have you here, Dokla. Are you? What's the vibe on CLG right now? I'm sure it's great, but like, are people ecstatic? Or are you guys like, oh my god? Like the organization is pushing it a lot. Is like, we won, we're first place, ha ha ha. But I don't know if you guys are like feeling the same vibes. I mean, we're definitely happy that we're first, but for me, it's like, it's just regular season for now. So obviously can't get like too excited winning just regular season games. I think uh, just stay focused and get better uh, over time for playoffs. Yeah, it's good to- so uh, It's a much more measured response than the, the interviews on the LCS, which I appreciate <laughs> the showmanship when you're on the LCS. You're like, yeah, we're fucking going to Worlds. These other idiots suck. <laughs> and then here you're like, no, it's just regular season. Yeah, I mean, it's fun to get hyped, uh, for sure, especially in the moment, I think. You know, I heard CLG uh, chance in the crowd, and, you know, I don't think anyone's heard that before, so it's like, that got me pretty excited. <laughs> Not since uh, 2015 Madison yeah. Square Garden or something like that. Yeah, it's been a long time since a CLG chant has been uttered. Um, and you were getting that from a crowd that was just about five people too. So it's pretty impressive that all five of them uh, rallied around this. Yeah, yeah, they were really loud. <laughs> how, how many people were actually there? It was like 
30, 40, 50? Uh, I think, I don't know, probably like 100. If 100? I had to, like, quick count. I don't I know. There's like, the eight, there's like 8 to like 10, maybe like 12 rows, like, kind of filled. Like, Wait. the outsides were, like, not filled, but, like, the middle part of it looked filled. Yeah. I don't know. I didn't take a the best look of all time. But when Dokla walks out of that stage, he locks eyes and counts every single person in the, in the audience to make sure that he knows, he knows that they're and, there. And he'll personally him. go up and shake your hand after the game and do yeah, an yeah. autograph and yeah. photo. Dokla yeah. will never let a fan go. Captain, I would. Captain Flyers in the chat, very excited to be here for the positivity train. Um, good to see you, Captain Flyers. Okay. Uh, I, there was something I was going to ask Dokla, and now it has slipped my mind... So I'll use this as a moment to shout out Grubhub and Alienware at the start of the show. Uh, we'll talk more about them as we get into the ad breaks. Oh, I know what I was going to say. Okay, I want to reveal to you, Mark, I, and to everybody else who's watching. This was this was how I did the interview with Dokla, and I was like, in my mind, I'm like, I should get him on Hotline League because they're winning. Dokla's really well-spoken. This is fantastic. And then I was like, do you want to come on Hotline League? And in real time, he spent at least 10 minutes standing in front of me Going, oh, yeah. huh, hmm, huh, huh, hmm. And, and he was like, Dad, dude, sometimes those takes, like, they're just so brain dead. They're so bad. Like, he just, so listen, if you are a caller, call again. Do not make call in and piss off Dokla. And I was like, if you, but you could call in, Dokla. I was like, Dokla, if you're there and they call in, then you could argue with him. He's like, that's just not what I'm about, man. And then the thing that happened was he realized there's no champions queue this night. And so he's like, okay, there's no champs queue. I've got nothing else to do. So that's how he yes. ended up coming on Hotline League. So thank God champs queue uh, being down. I, I will also say I respect Dokla that you can at least give a good reason why you don't want to come on the show, which indicates you watch it, where some people are just like, I'd rather just watch a Marvel movie or something for, yeah. for the two hours that they're on this show. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, some of the takes are just really bad, but... Well, we'll see how it goes, right? What are your What are your least favorite takes? I'll try and avoid them because some people like when people call in and, and they say something ridiculous, they can dunk on them. Or some people, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I guess like a pet peeve of mine is like when people talk about infrastructure within an org, like these buzzwords that are just used, like that have a very generic meaning. Like if, you don't even know what's going on in the scenes. Like, yeah, uh, this team's laying out the infrastructure or something like that. It's like you don't even know what's going on. And you're just saying these stuff. It, it just really like really annoying yeah well whenever i see 10 coaches get tagged like that, on twitter yeah. then i know they've got good infrastructure <laughs> we've got 10 positional coaches um these retired pro players are going to be this player's uh, inf uh, positional coach uh, okay so while mark is looking for takes there are a couple of so obviously we'll have some stuff about clg if you want to come in you want to talk about clg you want to ask Oakley if this is finally happening you can do that. Um, and uh, questions about Dokla, et cetera. Love to hear people's thoughts on the league right now. Obviously, there were some really interesting games uh, that went on. Mark, you were talking about, why don't you, you talk a little bit about why you're so excited about the LCS right now? Okay. Uh, I'm not going to be able to pull takes while I do this. That's fine. Uh, I have a little brain that can't handle this. I actually think the LCS is sick right now. Um, I know there's a lot of negativity, and there's things that are fair to criticize or point out about viewership or local attendance or whatever. But I think in terms of like actual watching of the LCS, it's kind of fuego. Every team is pretty like digging toss and mortals. I already said like, fair enough. It's a little hard. Like I can't, I can't sell you that, but every other team, <laughs> why are you? I mean, that's a good take. That's a good take. <laughs> I, I have to be a little honest here, but like 
I think CLG is legitimately awesome to watch. They're doing cool things in the draft. I feel like FlyQuest is doing cool things in the draft. Um, even though you know, like TSM and Golden Guardians are like really hot and cold, and so you, you just like don't know what you're going to get right now and if they're going to win or not. Um, C9 is trying to figure stuff out. Like they're clearly not at their peak, so you're going to get to like watch this cool rise of this team as they start figuring their shit out. Uh, team Liquid, EG are like one two in the league for the most part, like in people's minds. And so like people almost beating them, like FlyQuest almost beating TL, CLG actually beating EG is like huge. I, I felt like four of the five games yesterday, I actually enjoyed watching. And there was like, not just like, oh, it's a clown fiesta I'm enjoying watching, but like I actually had things I wanted to talk about and stuff like that. And uh, I feel like a lot of the players are just doing cool stuff. I think the, the like actual LCS content's better. Um, I don't know, I think it's just like a, a good thing to watch now. Yeah. I uh, I agree with a lot of that. I It's been fun to see the players creating a lot more social content on their own. I don't know if that's their teams that are pushing them, but like Inspired is doing like funny, goofy interviews. Um, oh, yeah. Spica doing the like, what are you listening to? What are you listening to? Or whatever tweet uh, video. That was amazing. Um, I, I do. I really do respect and, and enjoy a lot of the stuff that we're seeing um, there. And I, I agree also with it. I think... So I guess there's a couple things to dive into before we start taking calls. One of which is this elements drama that I'm going to have to get caught up on. Oh um, yeah. By Mark, I guess. And then uh, one of the things that really, okay, so I'll, I'll just provide the context. So I was at the LCS yesterday as I often am. And I used to go out and shoot interviews outside and it was quite fun because there'd be just a mass of people in the background and it, I think it was set like a cool environment of like you get to see fans in the background sometimes pro players are walking by etc uh, now like you go out in the parking lot and there's just nobody out there and part of the reason is is because there used to be like fan meet stuff out there and that's just not a thing with COVID so I totally get it but also when you go in and sit in the audience like the audience is I think about a third full like I am I'm a little surprised like I sat in the audience for some time uh, during the second game yesterday and it felt fairly empty like very empty and I'm a little surprised because there's been a couple of people that have pushed back against that but I just don't I don't know where they're seeing that um, I think so, that arena can fit something like 300 people or something and uh, it I feel like it had about 100 what what's up Mark I, I can tell you why I think some people are, are probably pushing back and it's because I have heard that the actual sales of tickets yeah are good Azale uh, tweeted that at me too and i'm very like i don't i don't think that any like i'm not like Azale's just fucking lying or something like that but like it's weird for me to hear that because i do not see that reflected in person well, at all well so because and this is gonna launch a target a larger topic probably but um it's not every day so i don't, I don't think like saturdays i think Three of the five days of LCS so far, like technically sold out. Um, whether or not everyone shows up is a different question. And then the other big thing is how long they stay there for. Right. Um, I think that a lot of people right now don't care about some teams. Uh, and so if you're going to go, you're going to show up for the two hours that you wanted 
watch. I left before Dig Immortals yesterday. I do not blame anyone else who left before but, Dig Immortals. But, but even even in general, if you're a Team Liquid fan, you probably go for Team Liquid. Maybe you stay for like the EG game or a CLG game or like whatever your second team is. But you you often don't stay for the whole day right now. Yeah. Or well, even that's why I was there during TL FlyQuest, and or I sat in the audience for TL FlyQuest, and I don't. Man, I just don't have the perception that it was very full between that and the next match was, was Cloud Nine, Hundred Thieves, and I feel like that would be most likely the the matches that people are going to hang out at, or at the very least, like the Cloud Nine Hundred Thieves one should be fairly full because maybe people that are coming for EG CLG like afterwards, like they go, I don't know, whatever. Well, so the thing is, that's the Sunday as well, because like, like I said, it was three of the five days, so gotcha, the Sunday yeah. games are not selling out, from my understanding. Um, but the Saturday and the Friday, Saturday from the week before, I think we're both technically sold out. Sure. Um, so, so I mean, it, I'm, not, not, I'm not saying like the people are there or they're not there. It's not like I can right. lie, to, but like no, I can no, just no, say no. like if, if it's being sold out in some situations but not feeling full, the question is then why? Yes. So I, and so anyway, back to the sort of mini story, <laughs> I made this tweet about where I was like, oh, yeah, it's sad that there's not as many people. And that, like, really took off. I don't know. I still don't really know why. It got, like, 2,500 likes and over 200 replies and a bunch of people chiming in. At the same time, uh, the woman who helps me with the Hotline League stuff, and you probably some people have seen her, like, comments with, like, timestamps and stuff like that. Uh, Jordan, she uh, missed her flight and from VidCon, ended up going to LCS, or she was going to go to L whatever. She went to LCS. It was her first time ever after watching LCS since basically it started. And she was very excited at the start of the day. She's like, I can't believe I'm going for the first time. This is going to be such a surreal experience. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And at the end of the day, you know, she's a very, like, polite person. Um, but we were getting dinner afterwards, and I was like, so did, like, it, I could tell, like, she did not seem as enthused. And I was like, did you have a good time? And she's like, it was all right. And then, like, as I pry in a little bit more, she starts to be like, yeah, it was kind of not great. And so she's like, maybe I should write something up about it, like a blog or whatever, because I just have a lot of thoughts. And I was like, oh, yeah, if you put it on Twitter, I'll retweet it. And so she did that, and then and then I retweeted that. That's taken off a ton. And now there's a bunch of – what I have really appreciated about this conversation is – and I know Mark was memeing me about the negativity stuff or whatever. And we – I admit we have been like very negative lately on the show. Well, don't throw me under the bus with you, dude. Captain Negative <laughs> Pants here just radiating it like a fucking nuclear Mark, warhead. All the right? calls you took last week were negative. I was positive about them. Pete, you tried to argue that CLG is not worth being excited about, and I was like, you're crazy. Yeah, well, this is got, my attempt to get them to forget all the players that I put them lucky, 10th in the power okay? <laughs> the, the odd Mr. Dokla here has has defied the odds. The betting market would not have had CLG uh, winning against EG. Anyway, uh, we'll talk more about that in a second. But there's just been a lot of positive stuff that has come in on on this thread, like constructive positive stuff, right? Like I love seeing Andrew White, who previously did TSM Legends, now he's at Hundred Thieves, talking about the in-arena audio and like how much he's seen it change since 2017 and other like there was a discussion around like okay if there's not fan meets like my my i proposed the idea of like if you can't do fan meet like why don't you have like a pro player like hang out on stage in between the games and conduct like a q a with the audience or something so there's a reason for the audience to like enjoy sticking around they get a unique or novel experience that you can't get like staying at home so like i'm i'm i like the conversation a lot right now because I know there's some people that are going to come in and be like, yeah, Travis is just so negative. But I feel like a lot of the conversation on Twitter was pretty 
positive around how to like you see a lot of people banding together to be like oh yeah this is an issue i think the final thing i will say is like here and this is a little bit more on the negative side of this there was a time there was a time where like everyone who worked on the lcs product was at the lcs at least once a weekend and so the entire front half of the studio had a ton of rioters and different people and all that stuff Nowadays, it is basically all contract employees. And the production folks and the broadcast folks that are working there every weekend, I don't want to besmirch the fact that they're there, but you know, they're in the back, they're not seeing a lot of the stuff. Mark, every now and then I see Mark, he makes this one little dash from one door next to the concession stand to another door by the concession stand. And I see him for a second and then he's out of there. So I just feel like there's not very many people that are experiencing the front side of it and know what the experience is like and all that stuff. Sometimes Mark's up in the caster booth. He's lording himself up over the top of all the fans that are there. You know, they give him a separate, separate uh, special balcony where he's I just mean, away from everybody. Uh, there's a lot to say about this, but I honestly don't give a fuck because we have Dokla here, and I don't want to keep just having him I mean, sit that, in that little... is a topic. That is a topic I, I am interested in. Because uh... okay, to be fair, some pros, and I don't blame them for this, are like, I'm just, I just want to play the game or talk about the game or like meme and stuff and they don't care as much about the infrastructure buzzword um and so i wasn't sure if you were the type to be like get me out of here or if you actually want to have a like be a part of a conversation that's no, I, I do care about that but i don't know what the solution or generally like how to fix this is because i feel like a lot of the personality was on the players and now they're it's like trying to be shifted onto like the teams because the players are not really as active so i guess that's like one thing but I think players in general need to be more like uh, show have more showmanship, I guess. Like, because uh, it is an entertainment like platform business, whatever you want to call it. So, I mean, that's part of your job as well. So, I think players do need to like realize that a bit and uh, put some effort in on like having a good time and making people interested to watch. Yeah, uh, I mean, I think you've done a a good job in your short stint so far two weeks of of getting people hyped uh with the interviews and stuff as well as just like the games themselves like it, it's hard to generate hype if you're not also winning so i think like you guys having a good start while also everyone on your team seeming to be like having a good time uh, whenever there's a microphone in front of them is, is a big part of it yeah by the way i don't know do, is it Dokler, are you the reason why all these people are turning out in the chat right now we got captain flowers ovily Tactical says true. CLG is the number one team in the entertainment <laughs> league. Agreed. Uh, I saw Raz is always here, even though yeah, he I think I'll just take Mark all the credit for everyone. So getting yeah. timed out, but um, it's cool to see everybody here um, in the in the Twitch chat. Uh, no, but, okay. Uh, well, here let me ask you, Dokla. What do you think? What do you? Is it fun right now to be at the LCS on stage? Do you feel like the crowd is like? excited for you to be there have you had any cool fan experiences like what is it like from the player perspective um well i do still enjoy being there but i will say it's not as like hype as it once was like back when i was playing on optic it's like i remember we beat tsm in like uh just some regular season game and it was insanely loud like like we were the underdogs coming into that game so then when we beat them it was like really exciting i kind of got a glimpse of that feeling when we beat eg yesterday like it was pretty loud so um like it can still be there but definitely it's like you just look at the audience and then it's not that many people especially for like lower um 
like less popular teams for sure. It's only like, you know, just not that many people. So yeah, I'm not sure what the fix is, but I think it needs to be addressed. Yeah, I think um, some of the things from that thread that are, are definitely worth talking about. So like one, I do actually go out almost every day to look at things by necessity where we get our food. I won't spo like speak to like where catering is at exactly. He's not but trying let's say to dox the catering. I'm not trying yeah. to dox where, where, where we get our food, but like it's kind of impossible to not see what it looks like outside. Um, and I often like. You've seen me. You've seen me creep from the meeting room that we're in before, right, Travis? Yeah. Well, that's what I thought. I think I when I already see you, Dash and Jet, and people like that. You guys are all. You already show up near like the food stand. I don't know what you, where you guys are going and why you're. No, going no, no. That's not what I mean. That's not what I mean. Uh, you have, you've definitely or some people have seen me. There's a meeting room inside that has windows that looks outside, and I will like peek my head up over the window. And uh, if anyone is. <laughs> Gonna go to the LCS. You might see my head looking at like what it looks like outside. Oh, oh I, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Where we do the interviews and yeah, yeah. like that green glass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've definitely put my face on it and blown my like lips out. You know, yes. on the glass. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> um, I was gonna say uh, the COVID situation is kind of fucked. I think one of the reasons that people used to enjoy the LCS a lot was that one, other personalities would go there, like influencers and stuff. Two, the players would always be available after the games. You would go outside, there'd be a fan meet and greet where you get your picture taken, players would sign stuff, you could probably talk to them. Like you said, you'd be out there, Travis, doing interviews. Uh, talent would, would be like more willing to go out during the um, tailgates and stuff. Yeah. And now, like, if I get COVID, I don't work for two weeks. <laughs> you know, it's like kind of fucked and uh, it's a big risk. And like, I took pictures with some fans after one of the days, um, you know, and I've, I've said, I don't know if I should say this, but like internally, I've been like, listen, I, I I don't know exactly what COVID protocols are, but like, if it's gonna make tailgates more hype, I'm down to go out there and do some shit. I know Dash has done some stuff. Um, like uh, you could play Dash in a one-on-one. -on -one. Like I think people are aware that there's just like not much for a fan to do beyond like sit in the crowd and eat a donger dog and like throw. They're a not called donger dogs dog anymore. What are they called? They're just hot dogs. I went oh, over well, to the that... food stand and like. It's funny because when you buy a ticket, it's like, try a donger dog. And at some point in time, they just changed the name of them from donger dogs to just regular hot dogs. And like, nobody knows that this has happened because they what? still advertise it that way. Like, everyone still talks about them being donger dogs. And no one has actually gone over and looked at the food stand. They're not called them anymore. Uh, that's messed up. Well, that's where the attendance went. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> See, that's, um... but this is the type of stuff I talk about because like, I don't. Like, I made that tweet, and now everybody's like, whoa, this is a thing? And I'm like, nobody knows because nobody – like, I know you might be blowing well, up the glass, Well, you also get Mark, some stuff but... wrong about, like, oh, well, they don't have a hype man anymore. But I'm pretty sure that Daniel still goes out there between every single game. It, it, maybe it's not as hype because there's it, not as many people there. They throw stuff into the audience, but they don't – like, CB – do you remember CB? Yeah. C, CB used to do, like, games with the audience and, like, trivia and all this types of stuff. And, like, that has definitely – not a thing anymore. That's yeah, definitely Dan more interactive for sure. Yeah, yeah I mean, it, it definitely was more interactive before, but you know, like the whole like you point in the crowd, like, are you going to get it? And you get them all hyped and you're on the other side and you're like, are you going to get it? It's like what you, what you see at every sporting event. It's yeah. like a it's yeah. like a spiral where if there's like 12 people there, it's like, you know, like so the flower says, <laughs> flower says in chat, Daniel hasn't gone out the past two weeks. We haven't had anyone working crowd in summer so far. So who's That's getting stuff wrong, wrong Mark? 
Captain Flowers and you. There is someone throwing stuff, but... Yeah. I, I mean, no offense, Captain Flowers, but you're wrong. I've seen him out there multiple times doing it. I feel like... Yeah. He says they're throwing stuff, but that's it. And yeah, that's what I saw whenever I was there yesterday. There's no like like games or anything to like hype up the the audience and stuff. Ollie says Mark is wrong. It's basically everyone seems to agree that Mark is wrong. Well, he just said Daniel hasn't gone out the past two weeks when I literally saw Daniel out there yesterday. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. So that's why I'm saying he was wrong. Now, whether or not he's just throwing shit or doing like the full hype man, yeah, yeah, we can debate how effective that is but i mean he he they, they are sending someone out whether or not they're doing a great job sure we, we can debate that i'm not trying um, to throw daniel under the bus here mark okay i'm not throwing daniel under the bus i'm defending like daniel's daniel. honor yeah <laughs> um but i think the the things that made it fun in the past I, like i thought andrew's point on the twitter thread was really good about the audio just not blowing you away i remember feeling like you were getting kicked in the chest yes. in a team fight and yes. it's just not like that anymore. Right. Yeah. I agree. And that's something where I'm like, I don't, I'm not an audio designer. I can't, I don't know the first point of feedback other than like, yeah, that doesn't feel as good. And like the light show thing that, that Jordan, that's her name, right? Was talking yeah. about. Yes. Yeah. That's, that sounded weird. I don't know. So what that's about. supposedly the theory is that that's what they do before match of the week. And it's like a very exciting they're like they make the, the lights all do something interesting, but um, they don't. I just didn't know that was classified as a light show. You know, I know, like... I know, I know, I don't know either. Uh, you should have to ask Daniel. I assume he was the one that communicated this if he was out there. Um, I joked uh, whenever I was talking to her about and some other folks about how like maybe that was they were saying that because they're like, okay, this is if you've smuggled smuggled drugs into the arena, this is when you take the drugs because the lights are gonna go crazy in a second. You're not gonna want to miss it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that, that was Captain Flowers talking to the crowd before the light thing. I Flowers was the fall. unknown caster talking to the crowd before the light thing. What did he say? <laughs> First the, of all, Jordan doesn't know who Captain Flowers' voice apparently. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, that's that's how disconnected the casters are from the audience. Everybody is they, they're just a voice and nobody knows who they're. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't look. I don't want to go too too far on this, but I think one of the things I wish was that as these, like, a couple different things here. Rioters always used to go. You could meet a lot of rioters. They were around. They were experiencing the stuff. They replaced the merch store with a, like, PC bong a while ago. And yeah. I think that the merch store was a lot cooler because you could buy, like, jerseys and stuff. It was a cool way to do fan engagement. The tailgate stuff was much more better communicated it seems like people are not really showing up to the tailgate right now i've not gone to the tailgate admittedly but from the folks that do go they man tell me on the ground travis hasn't yes, gone to the tailgates tells mark z man who has gone out to the tailgates what's going on at the do you tailgates. think that the tailgates are as packed as they used to be mark no not at all the tailgates were were super dead yeah. uh that was a week one thing where immediately because uh, portillo tweeted that one out yeah. that like and that's why i think dash was doing tailgate-esque things already this weekend so like these problems definitely exist and i think there's a lot of people who are trying to troubleshoot as quickly as they can yeah um i do think by the way that there are so I, all i was going to say on the last part is i know you can't do a lot of these things that you normally can do no one has seemingly thought how do we continue to like make sure that this is a cool experience and i think the q a stuff for it could be kind of cool 
there's like definitely ways that you could safely like engage with an individual without uh, being in close physical proximity to them. But we should yeah. move on because I don't want to. The, the final thing I'll say too is that we've only had a crowd back for two weeks. Uh, there was playoffs last split, but obviously you didn't have to do as much to try and think about how you're going to engage fans. And there's probably a muscle, muscle that hasn't been flexed by a lot of people. And there's been a lot of turnover behind the scenes too of just like new people coming in. So that's not an excuse for not having a good in person experience for people who already paid $20 last weekend or whatever. Um, but I do think it's something that will get better because it probably just wasn't thought thought of, of enough. Yeah. Okay. Delclo, we apologize for that, but I'm glad I you, apologize you that my, my host picks such a fucking boring topic to start 40 minutes of a talk show about. It's not been 40 minutes. No, te not technically, but so and instead we we're going to talk like about different elements. Yeah, let's talk about elements. Drama from 2012. No, no, we, we can skip it. Does anyone care? Does anyone? No. <laughs> great. I'm going to get the first caller so we can actually do what the point of this show is. Okay, okay. Great. <laughs> okay, we're getting a call in. Uh, some shout outs to the audience or the, the folks that have subbed. Thank you to Ari Waddle, Hobnobbin, Robert Bruce, Pocket. Gophers, uh, BWG Testament, Pepper PhD, Rovis uh, 195, Akarn Liberated, Arsh G13, Gengar Fifth. Okay, Beefgasm on Twitter is here. Beefgasm, where are you calling from? Uh, from Seattle. What's up, man? Seattle. Okay, what do you want to talk about on the show? Uh, so my take is that my boy Dokla, he's always been insane since 2019, but the top lane pool was hella stacked. Like, so he, he couldn't show but off, and you know, now it's weaker. Now my boy's in, so. Dokla, do you I know mean, this caller? Have you paid him? Uh, he has been tweeting at me from time to time, but um, I will say, I think I think back on 2019, like, I was really bad, like, looking at it now. And I think I definitely leveled up a lot uh, this past year, so. I don't, I think the top lane was probably even weaker in 2019 than what it is to now, so. I think I've just gotten a lot better. I was gonna say it's it's almost like a backhanded compliment to be like you are always good, but you just couldn't show it because you weren't good enough. And now all well, your competition that, that is that is true. Like I had it in me. It's just uh, I had to dig it out of there. So t to be honest, this take was only to get me on the show. But I mean, you played like super scared, like in 2019. Like you were always like, felt like you were trying to go even. Like you were barely trading. Like you're just trying to go even and just trying to. Well, he's facing such great competition. That's all he could do. Yeah, true, true. Yeah, it's I mean, it's, I mean, I just didn't know what I was doing at the time, so I would say I was more ignorant of what I should be doing than knowing what I know now. Well, let's yeah. broaden this out a little bit. And well, I, oh, go ahead, Mark. Yeah, I was gonna say I actually, as meme as this topic was, I think it's cool because I can't think of another player. Maybe it's just me being stupid, who had like their short stint fell off, went back into a challenger and academy, and then like came back and not just like came back into the scene, but like is took what was a ninth place team or eighth place team last split and is now tied for first. Like who knows exactly what the season's gonna go from here, but there's been players who came back and they did all right. I think contracts is another guy who, like went down and came back up, but then he like came onto an EG team that was already kind of middle of the pack where and I'm not saying CLG's turnaround is completely due to you, but like this is maybe one of the most successful re-entries into the LCS that we've seen. Yeah. Uh, I guess I, 
I don't know. I think an issue for that, I think, was like just coaching. It's like if I were to coach a player right now, I think I could make him like insane. Like, because uh, I, I just know what to like look out for. It's just for toppling, like a positional coach. But at the time, I feel like I didn't really have guidance in that way of like just lane laning in general. Like, there's just so much that I just learned like passively throughout the years of just watching videos instead of just being like directly taught to me. So. Um, yeah, I think coaching can improve a lot in an A. Ooh, that's a topic and a half right there. What, what um, do you think it was that like helped you? Like, was there a single coach or was it just the grinder? Like what got you to be the top laner you are now? Um, I don't know. Like no one really teaches you like lane mechanics really most of it's like wave manipulation really but no that's not like a topic that's like heavily discussed and like taught every day so was it the infrastructure learning, yeah the infrastructure was really lacking i would say <laughs> um just landing in general i think that's like the most important aspect of the game for sure because that's we can control like 100 percent of the time like your first like five minutes absolutely it's in your control and outside of that maybe you can get like unlucky here and there but um not sure what the question was, but yeah. I was just asking, what was it that got you to be better? Mm. I guess over time, I just, uh, you know, just soaked in more information and then just clicked with me, I guess, um, this off season. Like, I don't know how else to describe it and it just made sense, like, of what I should be doing. Um, there was a I, lot I of... I think that's... Yeah. Go ahead, I was going to say, that that's a really fascinating part of like competition to me is like the clicking that that ha like it happens not just even in competition even just like i remember when i was programming i thought i was a fucking moron because i was like failing my assignments and i just didn't get it and then like some nothing ex explicitly changed but suddenly i understood how to be a good programmer or like at least a decent one and like that clicking is really cool i also think contracts on the desk i think he was talking about you being one of the grind lords on the team right he said like you guys were like pushing each other uh, and staying late yeah, well, I was mainly pushing him, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're mostly dragging his corpse. Like, get back here! You're not going home yet. Yeah, I, I mean, like those those things are very interesting because, like, having someone else there in the office when you're like trying to go hard and like the not just the pushing each other, but like the camaraderie that can come from that and like actually making you guys better teammates and stuff. Like, I think those things are so. It's like you can't force it. Because otherwise you guys would just hate each other. But like yeah. when it happens, it's so powerful for like making you and your team better. Yeah, that's definitely something uh, I've done like throughout my whole career, I guess. Like if you ask like any of my like former teammates, I guess, um, I would hope that they would speak highly of me in that regard. But yeah, I mean, it's just like, you know, this is just what pro players are supposed to do. Just uh, put time in and um, compete. Yeah. Yeah. That is what pro players are supposed to do. Um, <laughs> there's a, I, I think you're the first person, and I guess I should have asked you this in the interview yesterday, but I'm happy we can talk about it on the show now. I've talked to a lot of people who are kind of like up near the top or were already in LCS about Champions Q, but you're somebody who had the chance to experience it, and now you're in the LCS. And so I, I'm curious, did you feel like it made a meaningful difference for you in terms of practice last split like where where is your take on it as a player who went from kind of being on the so development side over we do call? have a proving ground-esque topic um that maybe we can is it proving grounds or is it champions queue 
It's like development, I guess. It was okay. it was about proving ground in, in the academy system with amateur. Um, yeah. But if you want to just do the proving ground answer here, we can do that. But I just wanted to flag that we have a no, question. No, no, we can we can of... wait for the the caller. We, we, maybe you can pull that next. But um, Beefgasm, thank you so much for the call. I'm glad that you're here to support your boy. Uh, is there anything you want to shout out before we say goodbye and take a quick break? Uh, yeah, shout out to um, Spica for boosting my friend Physics and Valorants. That was really good. <laughs> to diamonds so very good what uh, that's what you could do Shout out that's to what i'm saying that's what he was doing all off season just playing valorant so well that sounds great for our hopes anyway <laughs> catch you later <laughs> all right yeah. all right uh mark is off to to get the next car but we're going to take a quick break while he's doing that to talk about alien where i know i'm throwing mark off right now he's so confused i normally have two signs and i've used both of them uh Alienware is fantastic. They make great products. We have a new thing that we're doing, a new system with them. I mentioned this last week on the show, but if you are thinking about purchasing an Alienware product, please, it is now more important than ever for you to use my link, alienware.com slash Travis. Um, some people have been saying that Adblock has been blocking that. So if you if that does happen, please maybe tweet at me and give me like a screenshot or scenario because we've been trying to sort of figure that out. But um, we're trying to do a more direct... Thing. Alienware is trying to help us out a little bit more by giving us more direct credit for the purchases that occur. Um, and I, I can actually put that link in the chat too. So if you are thinking about purchasing a computer, we, we, we often have a code that works. It works on a lot of their products. It doesn't work on all of them because sometimes they're running special deals or it's a new product or something. Use the code. But if you can, please use the link as well. Well, Alienware.com says Travis doing so. So we're on the path to doing something kind of cool um, in terms of our relationship evolving it to that point in time. So I kind of need your help um, as we run this test of, of folks going to Alienware.com slash Travis and then checking out the Alienware stuff. So thank you so much to Alienware for supporting the show. Thank you all of you who purchased their products and let us know that you've done that and all that stuff. But please use the link because it's super helpful while we work through this. Anyway, I think we're ready for the next caller, Mark. Are you ready? Yes, sir. Thank you. Uh, it looks like Basil is here. Basil, where are you calling from? I'm calling from Atascadero, California. You've been on the show before, right? Yes, I have. I've been the CLG hype guy. Wait, were you the one last week that called in and I was uh, kind of not hype while you were hype? No, I was not. Okay. Well, whatever. Anyway, what's your take? My take is that Proving Grounds has proven to be very successful for helping up-and-coming NA talent, where you have guys like... Dokla, Danny, and JoJo, who were performing in it last year, who are all now top five in their role in LCS. And I think that down the road, it will prove to be even more beneficial, and we'll get a lot more talent coming out of that pipeline. Awesome. So for you, whenever you, you have this faith, it's really just born out of uh, Dokla, JoJo, and Danny so far, yeah? Pretty much, yeah. Okay. Dokla. I mean, that's not bad for a couple, for a year. Four, three months? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Depending on how much you want to give to no, the No, I'm not, I'm not saying it's only three. I'm just curious. So, yeah. Dokla, uh, you were in this development. You were in the different versions of development stuff. You, you were in mm -hmm. Amateur at one point in time, Academy, all this stuff. What have you thought of the changes that have been made recently? And do you think that they are responsible for your um, reemergence into the LCS? Uh, for me personally... Uh, no, I don't think they're responsible for any, like, anything for, like, related to my success. I think 
Well, for me, the biggest like change was like mentality. Like, I think I've always had like mechanics and stuff like that. It's just how do you do like dumb shit all the time, like looking at and out, right? So mainly it's just mentality because the competition is not as good in like brewing grounds. Um, uh, it's yeah, I guess for me personally, for what I can speak on, it's the biggest change for me was just mentality. It wasn't really playing in brewing grounds or like having these uh, tournaments to compete in. Is there something about so with the changes that occurred last year? Do you think that they were, it was better than before? Do you think that they, even if these yeah. things are not the things that for you specifically feel like they're pushing mm-hmm, you, mm-hmm. what do yeah. you think of the changes that have occurred over time? I do think it's better because uh, just more competition in general. Like even if it's not like the best talent, right? It's just um, like you don't want to lose like an amateur team, right? So like if you're an academy team, especially, uh, like that's just embarrassing, right? It's a uh, yeah, so I mean, it definitely pushes you to like just not have that as like people view you as it, and it looks really bad if you do lose. So I guess that's one in regard. And then, then it's just the same as like a regular like academy playoffs, I think, because once the amateur amateur teams are like filtered out, it's just like the rest is like just like basic academy playoffs that it was in the past. So um, nothing more than that, the way I see it. Yeah. Um, would you say then that? I mean, it doesn't sound like any of the systems helped you in particular does that speak more to the systems not being good or do you think it's like this was just your, what your journey was going to be on the matter if you were like in fucking korean grind like their challenge like ldl didn't matter because it was like a mental thing that you just had to like i think unlock. it's mainly yeah for me i think it was mainly like just mental aspect of it i think if i had like a experienced coach or um just like someone who's been through what i was like going through before and was able to like guide me in a way of like this is like you know i've been through this, this is what you should be thinking about doing and stuff like that i think it would have been uh much more helpful than rather just like all right well here's next season you know let's talk about rotations or some bullshit like that it's like <laughs> that's not really gonna save you from like what what your problems are and i think a lot of coaches like fail to address that like what's actually like holding this player back and then they'll just talk about like uh you just I just talking about some really off topic stuff that doesn't really impact what's like the core issue of the team. Well, in what? your experience in, in a, ca- oh, sorry, go ahead. No, you go, Mark. You were the former okay. coach. Ask him. I, well, cause I think a lot of people and I, I've all been victims of this as well. It's like, you want to diagnose why you like lost the game, but sometimes that's doesn't fucking matter compared to like, what should this player learn from this game? And so like, oh yeah, we lost the game because you went for a flash engage and you fucked it up. And like, if we just did this instead, we could have won. But like, mm-hmm. you know, like, do you feel like that's something that you see too much in Academy where there's like a tunnel vision from coaching staffs on winning in Academy or like in amateur or in these systems or, and like it's, or do you think it's just like, they don't actually even have the tool set to give you the good feedback that you want? Uh, I think the way they like come to the solution is just maybe I think it's flawed. I think, uh, like there is a right answer of like what you should be doing, right? But I think it's the process of getting to that solution, because um, every player like looks at the game differently. Like, uh, so you just have to view it from their perspective of what they're thinking in the moment, how they how their decisions led to them making that decision, and then just address it from there. Like, you know, you should be thinking about this more in when it comes to your decision making or whatever. And I think that just gives a better foundation of making better choices throughout the game instead of just like hindsighting it like 
you know, just why didn't you flash here or something like that, like stuff like that. I I think we were going to talk also about champions queue a little bit. Um, how much how how much did champions queue help you as a player trying to get back into the LCS? I think it helped me a lot because it gave me like exposure, I guess, more, mainly than um, competition. Because I did feel like I was playing well. It's just that I guess I would need to convince people of like I'm I'm good. You know, it's not just like I'm spamming games or something. Like I had a pretty high win rate in chance queue uh, when I was rank one that split, and then um, yeah. So I think it exposed a lot of like what I was able to do. So. It's like a marketing know, like, effort. You're, yeah, you're like, it, yeah, kind of. Rather than developing, you you're like just like, by the way, guys, yeah. I care. I'm good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it is. You you kind of do have to sell yourself to, like, get your name out there. I guess somewhat like that. Do you think that's good or bad? Because like, uh, Mia, for example, as the story has been told to me, and I don't know, if tactical is still here, but like the story that I've heard is like. Tactical played with him in Champions Q or noticed him in Champions Q or something and kind of scouted him through there. Um, it's kind of networking in a sense, which I know doesn't always feel good, but like, do you think that's better than, like, is it a better version of that than Solo Q at least? Yeah, I do think so because you're interacting with them like on comm. So you get an idea of what their personality would be like if you were to play on a team with them, right? So I think that's extremely important as well. Um, so. Yeah, I mean, it's just exposure plus, obviously you're gonna have to play well if you're like, then then people will start like noticing you. So uh, I do think, I do like it for sure. Like nine ping, um, Q times are like relatively, sometimes they're long, sometimes they're not, but I do think it's a lot better than solo queue. What, back to uh, Basil's take, which is like proving grounds is, are, is helping to get R is helping to get these players into the league and is developing good players. I know you kind of looked at that as, hey, you know, for you it was more of a change of mentality and like making these, you know, kind of having these realizations for on your own. Do you think there's any truth to that more broadly? Like, do you think that these things will help develop the league more? Or do you think, like, you've kind of uh, hit at the idea that. Maybe the coaching is not stellar in a lot of these situations. Yeah, do you I think mean, it's like coaches sucking is still going to be the thing that's going to hold us back, or you know? I think to get to like at least LCS level, I think mainly it's just the product of like individual play, for the most part, because playing the game from ahead is not hard, right? So like, because you have all the options of decision that you want to make if you're like just winning lane, right? So playing the game from ahead is not hard, but playing from behind is also like that's like take you have to be more creative doing that but just getting yourself to the point where you can like naturally just win the matchups that you're supposed to win i think is uh like that's the difficult part that people need to learn to get to lcs just i'm gonna be losing this matchup because that's just how the matchup plays out instead of just like and then i'm gonna be winning this matchup regardless of who the player is because that's just how the matchup goes right i think uh, once you get to that point then like strategy can come into play yeah. personally that's just the way i see it well, Basil, uh, it sounds like Dokla completely disagrees with your take. Uh, just completely shuts you down. How painful is this for you in this moment? I can't lie. I had to have myself muted. I was crying a little bit. Okay. It's really just messed up, but I'll live. Okay, fantastic. Anything you want to shout out? Uh, if you have a Twitch 
prime to give, give it to Travis Gafford. Thank uh, you. Join the Travis Gafford Discord if you haven't. You can catch Mark Z saying you'd win more Super Bowls if uh, kids just kiss their fathers on the lips more. Uh, you'll have... Oh, order from Grubhub. I've been ordering it like three times a week now. I'm kind of addicted and it's fantastic. And shout out to CLG. I hope you guys make top three and get into Worlds this year. Thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, we will catch you next time. Thanks for calling in. All right. There's some context there that I swear. Mark, I think we're ready for the next caller if you <laughs> want to go grab them. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay, where are we? Uh, Gagarifith, Ricky Tiki Talk. Thank you for the subs. Ellipson, Sakowitz. Let's see, where are we? There was a bunch more people up here. Crayon. Once Mark, once Mark comes back, I do want to get like both of your guys' takes on like the, the last question because I think I have a unique view on it. I don't know if everyone else agrees, so I would like no, to no, see yeah, what everyone else thinks as well. I, I'm down. Mark's the better person to talk about it than I am because I'm more... I feel more guilty of, of doing the kind of like, oh, infrastructure thing that you mentioned <laughs> uh, because it's harder for me to, to have insight behind the scenes. Uh, Caller, we're going to put you on pause really quickly because Dokla wanted to, to get some, some takes on this. Uh, Mark, Dokla was curious what our takes were on the last caller. Caller's oh, about the academy system? Yeah, and the yeah. Having grounds and all that. How it, like, it helps talent improve. Or, yeah. uh, I'll be honest, I'm not the best one to answer this question. because <laughs> That's exactly I what like... I said <laughs> while you were gone. <laughs> we're both such chicken shits. I mean, like, I feel like back when I was coaching and closer to coaching challenger and all those things was basically like you're just trying to win um and i think the idea behind academy was a good idea about like oh it'll be more developmental and players can get swapped up and it'll help teams and all this stuff and then it felt like for a long period of time it became just like a wasteland of like a couple people getting contract jailed into like buyouts and like being this weird farm system and the other teams just not even giving a shit but needing to be like contractually required to field players um and so this version and i could be wrong feels better where there's probably some teams that don't help their academy teams enough still um but at least i don't i mean you were just on clg academy so you can't really flame them if they sucked um but oh, like I can blame them like oh, oh, dog shit oh yeah the, your former coaches here no no in no a, in a room uh, down the hall no, no well the whole org got fired so no one else is remaining so oh, yeah oh, I mean, oh shit you mean since since last year yeah last year oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. okay I mean, that was just pure embarrassing <laughs> like it was i'm pretty sure there's a laughing stock of like everyone by the way like they lost. They didn't even make proving grounds where, like, it was just like top sixteen makes proving grounds and they didn't even make that. Like it was just so, yeah, so sad. Yeah. So I mean, I'm sure there's still some some academy teams that are that situation again. Uh, maybe they they will at least make top sixteen. But like, oh, if you're an academy, I think they change the rule. Like, if you're an academy, you're you're instantly in proving grounds. There's okay. No more shame anymore. That way, you guys can't get shamed out of your jobs or something. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, either way, I think there's probably still some, some teams that don't don't like give yeah. the, the the resources that they should to actually developing players. But I mean, it, I think it's better than it was like right when franchising hit. I remember having a conversation with the GM who was like, "I fucking hate <laughs> a cat that we're forced to have academy teams." And I was like, "That's not good." Think card yeah. in the chat says our team is literally five players from academy. By the way, 
which is where I think con. I mean, that is true. Count. That is true, actually. Contracts is contracts. A little, there's an asterisk there. I mean, he was technically I mean, from Academy, so this I, is all I, factual I statements. You count him because he had to earn it after Golden Guardians. He he, yeah. got, he went through the grinder to get back into EG. But he was playing. Yeah, he was playing on. I don't know. Whatever. Anyway, and then he had to come up through the system. Yeah, I'd agree. Yeah. The system. Um, <laughs> Infrastructure and system. All we're talking about with you, your favorite topics, buddy. I mean, to yeah. answer answer the question, uh, the from my limited perspective, and so I always try to be honest about what I, I know and don't know here. But the the things that I do like about it is one that feels like there's more of a space for somebody who wants to try to go pro. Like it felt like before there was like Academy and if you weren't on one of these 10 teams, there's just a giant drop off. And now that they've integrated the systems and more, if you are somebody who's in North America and wants to like, I, I frequently think about with the import stuff and with all this stuff, if you are a player in North America, do you really think there's a chance for you to try like to be able to make it into the LCS? Like I want somebody to have the idea that like, if this is a dream of theirs, they can do it. And I think having yeah. more teams of, of varying types that are getting attention and like participating in the stuff and playing against each other. I think that is an overall good thing. And I like that. Um, I do worry a little bit about LCS team commitment to some of these academy teams um, because I think you see really varying levels of investment from different teams and I worry yeah. also about the coaching side the more and more I've heard about it the coaching side stuff is big I for a while to reference what Mark was saying earlier there's kind of the contract jail buyout jail type thing going on and I think one thing that's really helped is that and we haven't really talked about it too much but the buyout market basically like crashed during this off season. And so I yeah. think you had a lot of teams that previously were like, ha I'll hold on to this player. Cause we'll get a million dollars from them. Like in six months, like <laughs> whenever Jensen and folks were just hanging out without any buyers, it actually, I think did a decent job to thaw out some of that, that stuff. So, yeah. um, yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. I don't know if you have any thoughts on that, Dokla or anything that you want to inform Mark and I to help our ignorant opinions on the system. No, that's, that's good enough. Okay, glad. Good enough is what we're looking for here on Hotline League. <laughs> Second okay. one of the night. We're getting yeah. through it. Medrod. Getting through on seas. We haven't failed yet. Medrod is here. Medrod, where are you calling from? I'm calling from Austin, Texas. Austin, Texas. Love Austin. Uh, what do you want to talk about on the show? Well, to go away from the uh, the, the systems talk, uh, my, my hot take is that after only two days of games, Zven already looks like the best support in the league. That is an interesting take. Okay. What has what has given you that opinion? So a lot of people with Zven coming into the league expected him to basically, because he was going from AD carry to support, focus entirely on lane. But especially in the 100 Thieves games, he was not only just fine in lane, but he was out roaming Huhi, a legendary laning support. And the other thing is that, quite frankly, the support role in LCS looks honestly abysmal. Like, the the when CoreJJ looks like an average average laner and average support in the league, I, I have to question if there's something wrong with the support role endemic to the LCS. So as a result... Wait, then he was looking average, wouldn't that mean that there's a lot of competition in the support role? 
No, I think this might be this year might be in contention for Core JJ's worst in his career. Okay, sorry. Continue your thought. Um, I think. Sorry to flame Poom, um, but I, I think what Poom the... looks pretty rough. Uh, Biofrost looks significantly worse than, than last split. Huhi is looking way worse than last year. Vulcan's looking pretty good, so I think it, there's a solid argument for him to be in contention. Aphromu is looking okay. Ole is looking pretty decent to okay. Ignar... Immortals is a, a Do whole. Do you just tier shit list out like, every support in the LCS into okay, good, or all right? Um, uh, so, it sounds like so, you don't think who who else. It sounds like Vulcan. Is there anybody else that you think is up there with Zven in your mind? In my mind, Vulcan and maybe Aphromu, but okay. that is strictly because he is just pulled back by Johnson. Okay. Uh, so just to say. The topic in the chat that I pulled was Sven in his first weekend as a support already looks like the best support in the league. And I'm like, okay, interesting topic. I don't know he's going to come out there and flame your teammates, all right? Like, this isn't this I is mean, not a conspiracy. <laughs> I swear to God. I, I, don't, I mean, I just think it's like... I don't know what the metric you're basing it off of that, like, they're not as good or something. Like, I just don't know, like, how you're judging it at all. So, um, you know, I just... I'm just not going to agree with that opinion. Um, How does this so rank on caller takes, Dokla? Is this one of the takes that would make you not want to appear on the show in the future? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't want to go like... I don't want to say some out-of-pocket shit, but yeah. Our, our fans are tough. They can, they can take it. I don't it. know what the, the rating is on this show. <laughs> we, we, have, we, we don't normally rate the callers. We're, we're E for everyone. Yeah, everyone yeah, can everyone. get roasted. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, I mean... In, in Doku's uh, defense, what's your metric that you're judging uh, these supports off of? I just need to know. Uh sure. So just the eye test or what? Like, frankly, eye test. Um, and the part of the reason why I don't rate Poom as highly is because I think that you contracts and Luger have been single-handedly, you know, just running that team, and so I haven't seen enough from Poom for me to really believe that he is at the same caliber as a lot of the other players on your team. Okay, but how do you know that we're running the team? Like, From the eye test, it certainly seems like the Contracts and Palafox basically run the mid-game and early game. Luger has been a shining star in CLG in the entire year, and you are head and shoulders better than Jenkins was last split. Yeah, but I mean, you're, you're coming to these conclusions, but like, I don't know how you're getting there is like, my issue, because, I mean... You can just assume a lot of these things for a lot of these teams, and it's just not true. But I mean, okay, you Mark, are, you do have an opinion, but I just don't agree with that. Mark, how about how? What do you what do you think? How crazy is all of this? Let's get back to the core of it, which is 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 the LCS support pool weak this split, and if so, are Zven and Vulcan maybe Aphromu hanging out at the top? Uh, well, so is the support pool weak this split? Uh, I, that was something that, that Dokla disagreed with. I think it's better this split. Um, so I, I think I disagree as well. Uh, it's only been five games, so it's like a little hard to say exactly like 
I mean, people people are very down on Core JJ after this weekend, but I'm like, does do people just not remember like the double bard stones, the double Nami bubbles, like all this insane shit he was doing, like literally just last week? I think weekend? it was our hotline lead caller last week that said that Core JJ is overrated. It changed the entire discussion. Dude, I feel like I accidentally like just unleashed this Pandora's box of people saying Core JJ is overrated because I like I broached the idea that like Vulcan's won more titles, you know, Vulcan was on, and then Vulcan's like people blow core JJ a little too much on the broadcast basically. And then, uh, it's like now that's all like every Reddit thread is like core JJ is overrated. And <laughs> it's, it's like, oh, I, I didn't mean to start this. I didn't mean to start this. I, I think he's actually still really good. Um, I think Nia's better than Shenyi. I think, um, there's, there's another change I'm forgetting that happened in the support pool. Uh, yeah. Someone else changed. Well, you said is Ven better than? Uh... Oh yeah, Winsome. Winsome was was no yeah. offense, but he was pretty terrible, I think. Um, or at oh, least yeah. like Ignar. Ignar as well. You want to talk about people getting carried by their team a little bit there? Uh, yeah, Ignar over Destiny, I would say, should be an upgrade though. That team's on fire. But to to Dokla's point, like you don't know sometimes who's carrying a team. You also don't know who's sometimes like what's the cause for a team being terrible. I don't think it's Ignar. Um, so like, I think the support pool actually got a lot better this split. Uh, I think Biofrost is playing a little bit worse, um, but or like there's there's individual players here maybe playing a little bit worse, but I, I think it's like again maybe small sample size and we'll see over the course of the split. Um, I also don't agree that Sven's the best support in the league, though I did actually really like his TK game a lot. Dokla, did you have a chance to see much of Sven's? Well, playing? honestly, I don't even I don't even watch like. I don't watch the games because I just watch it like the games like after like I'll just scout the team that we're playing the next week and then I'll watch those games but um, like I'll just get brain damage sometimes if I just watch the games so <laughs> oh I try to avoid it and it's like all right no slander on my boy Core JJ okay he's like he's fucking good that's it it's no one slander him okay okay that was I thought you were about to go into I mean, another thing there was a big butt coming there no yeah, slander yeah, yeah. but yeah. that guy gets way too much hype yeah. No, it is it is very funny, Mark, because we had that call last week. If you, I don't, I know you might have looked at the comments, but like a lot of the comments on Hotline League last week were a lot of rage about anybody suggesting Core JJ is overrated, and um, and then now it's it's starting to pop up. You said your blame game is about it, right? Yeah, because uh, it was it was in a lot of the post game threads, uh, and like you know TL didn't have a good week, so it's like it's almost just like the perfect time of like. People starting to have this conversation. TL almost goes zero two, you know. So okay, well let me yeah. let me stick this to to Mark then. We'll we'll make things uncomfortable for him. Mark, about a year and a half ago, eighteen months ago, you famously uttered the phrase "poo gang" on broadcast, <laughs> earning you the ire of Papa Smithy and many others. Uh, one of the most Yasuo found that very offensive to his sensibilities. As we all know, Yasuo, beacon of justice, uh, was very offended at that. Yes, yes. And uh, <laughs> and now he is on this team. What do you think? Uh, I think he's good. I, I think they have, in some instances, taken the backseat for more topside centric game plans for They're letting the other far. three run the team is I think what you're suggesting. Right? Yeah. Basically they, especially week one after week one, I was looking at goal percent stats. I don't think we ended up using them, but, uh, in spring Luger was like top three, top four is like 24% goal percent. 
for 80 carries. And then uh, this through the first three games, he was down at like 20%. It was last place, basically. So not like those are indicative of how he's playing, but just showed how the team's priority shifted. Um, and I think that they... They, they've died sometimes in lanes. There's been some oopsies by Luger, you know, like I'm not, I don't think they're playing perfectly, but um, I think that they were the bright spot for the team this split. And they're like, contracts has been a lot more consistent. Like there's been other things that have stepped up. The Poo Gang thing on that topic, I, I, I messaged uh, Poom when uh, lock-in was, was happening and I was doing some casting and I was like, I think I had one of their games on my, my calendar. And I was like, if you guys 2v2 kill a bot lane, can I say you welcomed them to the poo gang because you shit all over them? And and he was like, I don't really give a shit anymore, man. So I, I think he, he's he's like whatever about it. But I, I have like it just hasn't happened. I haven't had many CLG games. So I'm still looking for the opportunity to work that call in into one of the broadcasts. Great. Love it. Uh, Midra, thank you for the call. Anything you want to shout out before we go on to the next caller? Uh Thank you for having me on, Travis. Uh, I'm sorry that every support in the league, especially Poom, caught strays on that one. Um, and I would like to shout out I Will Dominate, whose tweet I basically stole for this this call. Um, yeah, and that's about okay. it. This is another one of those Trojan horses where we get we have to fight other esports personalities in the space via their proxies, as they call it to the show. <laughs> their plants. It's a hotline leak thing that happens a lot. And that, that was a hot take, I will say. <laughs> Thank you, Vidrap, for the call. We'll catch you next Ooh, time. true. I Will Dominate has content sponsored by Cloud9. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Conspiracy anyway. theory. Uh, Mark, you want to go grab the next caller instead of whatever's in your lap? Okay. Uh, Sethi Poo, thank you for the prime. Smoke Dog, The High Ground, Wild LOL, Hung Step Bro, Razor Six, Ventus Official, Lightsaber. Uh, oh, Ventus at 50 months. Awesome. Congratulations. <laughs> what was that name? <laughs> Ventus? Oh, he's a mod that's been around for a no, long no, time. No, 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 no. Razor Six? Okay. In the chat, we have. Five dead white guys. Uh, where mm -hmm. are you calling from? Uh, I'm also calling from Seattle, just like the other CLG fan. Uh, home of evil geniuses, eat shit, and uh, <laughs> really hot right now, so my AC is kind of blasting. I had to turn it off because I didn't want it to be super loud. Uh, what do you want to talk about on the show? Yeah, so uh, my take is that Palafox and Contracts are a top three mid-jungle duo in the LCS. They are sort of the engine that drives the team. And uh, because of them, and also, you know, the rest of the players who are all really good, uh, CLG has a really strong chance of being top four going into playoffs and uh, will likely be one of NA's three representatives for Worlds. One of NA's three representatives at Worlds. Where do you think they'll come in? Mm, I, I think I would say second or third. But if I, if, you had to, if I had to put money down on which team I think is going to make it the furthest, I would bet on CLG. Okay. Um, round... Two of the CLG Copium train on Hotline League. Uh, last week, folks said this. I was like, I don't really care about CLG and whatever. Travis, how about that. you answer this first then? Okay, Where, here's what where's your read on, on CLG? Because last week, someone called in and you're like, CLG is a fry. Who cares about their storylines? Because they're just going to drop back down like the rock that they are to the bottom of the standings. Well, I you didn't said all say that. that, but I did say something <laughs> close to it. I'll agree with that. Okay. Um, where, did I say that they were going to be at the bottom, or did I say like they just weren't going to make worlds? 
you just said that it like they were going to drop out of like serious contention like back yes. to the bottom half of the league. So I still think that as of right now as Dokla's literally flexing on lifting you. Lifting weights is right. very dangerous. Um I would say as of right now I continue to think that CLG in the next 2 weeks will not be a top 3 team. I think that they're going to drop down to middle of the pack. I think that EG and TL are better than them. And I think that either 100 Thieves, TSM, or Cloud9 are also better than probably Cloud9. And so they'll be out of top three contention. Did you say 100 Thieves, Cloud9 was the third one? Uh, maybe TSM. Yeah. Do you think TSM's bad, Dokla? I mean, I think they're bad, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I mean, well, I'm leading more heavily on the Cloud9 stuff. Um, okay. I will say after this weekend, I have more faith that CLG can squeeze into the third slot. Mm -hmm. um, but like, I want to point out with Dokla on the show, unfortunately, that like everyone was on the CLG hype train and they went one and one this weekend. And while their game against EG was sick, they lost a FlyQuest. Um, FlyQuest, dude, it's, it's so disgusting, but. <laughs> it is what it is, man. It's regular season. That's why I don't get like I don't want to get too overhyped by beating EG, even though like that's supposed to be enemy's best team, right? So I mean, realistically, they shouldn't even struggle beating us, right? If we're a bottom place team, but I mean, they didn't beat us, but the game was a bit shaky. But also, like we lost a flag quest. Like, how did that happen? You know, it's like I mean, I know how it happened because I was there, but like, how did that happen? <laughs> like, you know. So I mean, to defend you guys a little bit, maybe this is just me coping that that fly quest isn't that bad but like they almost beat team liquid too they almost 2 0 this weekend you almost 2 0 this weekend eg almost 2 0 this weekend i think it's just like uh teams are a little bit closer than, than we were giving credit for um i think I mean, if that's the case then that makes it even more or even more likely that clg will end up in the middle of the pack right because like if if all these teams have pretty decent parity, I feel like that's a bigger threat for them than like if they can rise up to the top. At least they started 4-1 compared to like the two and three teams that we're saying they're close to. Yeah, um, no, that's fair. Uh, Plus, I think... Uh, oh, oh, sorry, go ahead. CLG has uh, one, of the, one of the top three mid-jungle duos in the LCS, and so I so, feel like that kind of pushed them over the top. We'll, we'll return to that in a second, but I just want to f uh, finish on the, the CLG hype train bit. I think... Uh, I'm 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 pretty pretty big believer in them. After I like, it was one of those things where like when you make a prediction in the 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 preseason, did it, I saw Palafox say tenth place? By the way, when you guys were in like the yeah. mic check beating yeah. someone, yeah. Was, was there anyone in particular that was uh, about? <laughs> no, no one in particular. No one in mind. I I don't think so. Okay, no great. <laughs> I I almost brought it up uh, with with contracts on the desk, but I didn't want to like yeah derail the conversation but yeah it was it was funny but there's there's times where like you see you make a prediction you, you watch like two games you're like oh, i'm just fucking wrong like that was one of the ones where i was like yep i'm an idiot yeah i mean I, I think i don't think it's like a bad ranking like looking at it like without just just looking outwards in um of like where you should place us because we only made one change in off season and it's like is that really gonna propel someone like astronomically up the standings like so i don't think it's like a bad take at the time but honestly i, I feel like it's like less our... about the one change and more about the many years of clg well, well <laughs> and I, I i i saw the potential in the lineup last split and i put you guys six i think and then i just kind of got burned and i was like ah oh, fuck i guess i guess it's not gonna happen so i lost i lost faith to 
the CLG point. But yeah. to bring this full circle, the five dead white guys, I think the the contracts point is is as much as I love the change from for Dokla in the top lane. I think contracts has been way better. Start of last split, he was like chain feeding in a lot Absolutely. of like the early yeah, games. Yeah, it was it was really disgusting of how bad he was playing. Like some of the decisions <laughs> he was making is like it was just really horrendous. But I think he's he's playing like so well right now. Um, like he's very aware of like his situations in every skirmish. I think that's like really insane of like that's like the hallmark of a good jungler i think is just you're very aware of uh what's going on in like other people's lanes and when you can invade and can't like obviously he's gonna mess up uh like sometimes but for the most part he's very good uh at like making good decisions and like skirmishes so do, yeah do you think shoving him when he's in a skirmish helps him <laughs> play better <laughs> Yeah, it gets some adversity, you know, like he has to power through the adversity, so I think it builds character for him. <laughs> it's like the blocking pass and like football practice, you gotta run through him. <laughs> yeah, I mean, okay, I shot him, like, from my side of the story, like, the game was absolutely over after he killed Gragas. I mean, the game was already over, but it's like, I was just hyped, like, let's go, we just be easy, you know, like, everyone's predicting them to win, and I was just really hyped in the moment, and just want to add some hype to Contrix as well, so uh, just give him a little shove in. He's, I think he blew out of proportion, like, yo, my mouse just went, like, across the stage or something, like, I don't think I pushed him that hard, but, uh, yeah, definitely, it was hype. Yeah. Dokes doesn't know how strong he is, he's pumping iron while scrimming and shit, and he's pushing his teammates, and they're not used <laughs> yeah, to it. Yeah, yeah. The yeah. secret lab chair just spids out across the stage. Um... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. uh, so... Also, yeah, I think Palfox is also very, uh, oh, Christian. I think he's also very good. I think. Uh, Do you think he got a lot better? Do you think he also it was just disgusting at the beginning of of last split for him? I'm not sure. Uh, maybe <laughs> he, maybe he can tell me himself. But I think they are just playing better. I don't know if that's just like reflecting on what happened in the last split. But I think Christian was always good. Like he's always like willing to go for risks. That um, <laughs> Christian, yeah. Uh, he's just willing to go for risks. That like. It's like Joe Pian light, except like he was, he just do like really outlandish shit. So maybe just like Joe Pian, not even light, because like some of the shit he goes for, it, and then he tries to cope, saying like, "Oh my god, but if I hit this and dodge this, like I would have lived." Oh, like that, he that finds kind of a player. he finds a way to cope, like the the craziest scenarios. But I do like that mindset because it's pretty funny just to hear his thought process. But um, it also like adds a layer of just uh, craziness. I think and x-factor that people have in like making plays yeah um Fox how... says, i know it's cope it's okay uh... <laughs> <laughs> uh how how close are you to to the main roster in spring were you were you guys like just mostly isolated or were you like seeing the problems that they were having um... no i mean they kept me locked in a cage in the academy room like i couldn't even get out so <laughs> just throw bird uh... feet in there <laughs> yeah i mean I didn't interact with them like too much. Like we would see them in the office. Like we all eat at the same table and stuff. But um, it's like, I mean, you I wasn't like in their internal problems the and stuff table? like that. Yeah, like we have assigned seating. Oh, like, uh, okay. just like <laughs> stuff like that. Yeah. No, no. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, I didn't really have like a inside view of like what's going on within the team. Like sometimes, like Juan would come into our room just talk about it a bit. Like, oh yeah, scrims aren't going bad or like aren't going too great and stuff like that. And our academy season was going really good, so it's like we were just vibing, having a great time. I was like commander of the vibes in there, 
So we were having a really good time, and then they were just trying to suck our vibes, like bring some good vibes back in their room, but it just wasn't working. <laughs> That's great. All right. Anyway, uh, thank you so much to Five Dead for the call. What do you? Anything you want to shout out before we uh, take a quick break? I got to give my top three. Oh. I think okay. it's actually really fucked because a lot of the teams have really good mid jungles right now. I think Spica Maple has looked pretty good. I think uh, I know people think Bjerg and Santorin suck after this weekend or something, uh, but I, I still think they're good. Jojo and, and Danny's obviously insane. I think Danny? they're. What? I said Jojo and Danny? Yeah, <laughs> what yeah. the fuck? They, they're just great one NA human talent. team to me now. Jojo and NA Danny talent, are just you know? fused together. Yeah, Jojo and Inspired, excuse me. I think they're they're probably the best in, in the league. Um, and then it's a toss-up between, I think, the three I just listed. I don't think I'm missing any. I wouldn't put Contract Closer Palafox. and in. Yeah, Contracts, Palafox, Speak of Maple, Bjerg. Uh, Blabber and Jensen's a, a weird one. They were they're really hot and cold right now. I think they'll they'll obviously do a lot better. Yeah. Well, there we go. All right, Five Dead. Any shout outs? Uh, shout out myself. Uh, haters <laughs> said I'd never make it on Hotline League, but they were fucking wrong. Uh, shout out all the boys on CLG for uh, you know kind of smurfing this weekend and also last weekend uh, and. Uh, heavy for uh popping off an academy when he comes uh and starts later this week uh and then um also all the people marching for like reproductive rights and women's health this weekend uh because the jackson v women's health ruling was kind of bullshit uh uh free palestine and uh bds is the best team in the lec and it's just because of their name nice good thanks so much not, for the call. not loaded yeah. at all <laughs> <laughs> i think i think his shout outs were longer than his uh his take but i, I appreciate it <laughs> okay anyway uh we're gonna take a quick break to talk about grubhub uh love grubhub we're gonna actually order some i think after the show because i haven't had dinner yet uh, but tomorrow i'll tease this i don't know when it's gonna come out but uh travis gafford industries for the first time since 2019 is spinning up a like bigger production shoot um i don't say like huge you know in the like, grand scheme of things but like for us pretty big Pulling out all the gear that I bought back in uh, 2019 and 2018 to do something really cool, uh, which is going to be all made possible by Grubhub. So I'm very excited about that. Uh, you will see some familiar faces uh, uh, in it uh, over the course of that series. So stay tuned for that. Uh, that's just like a little fun tease for you guys. Um, also, make sure that you are, if you haven't used Grubhub yet, that you're signing up using the link that's in the description. That is actually very helpful. And you can use code N-E-W, Travis, new Travis, uh, to save on your first order with Grubhub. And make sure you check out the Grubhub guarantee, which is a fantastic way to make sure that you get your food on time or they will make it right. So thank you so much to uh, Grubhub for sponsoring the show. Looking forward to seeing, uh, to showing you guys what we're working on. But uh, thank you to Grubhub again for being a wonderful sponsor. All right. Mark is off to grab the next caller and some shout outs to some subs. Thank you to Lightsaber, Jammin' TST, Madrout, McBeefing, Clock Cruncher for the 10 gifted subs, as well as a gifted or their own sub, Bioflash, Big Angry Hobo uh, for four years, Darking, Sherman, uh, and Pena. Thank you, everybody who subbed. It's very nice 
Good. Very nice to see it. Also, I guess League is getting more spicy because uh, we've got more people than we've had in a while watching the show tonight, which is pretty fantastic. I wonder why that yeah. is. Yeah, I don't know. It could be any number of different reasons. Could be me. Never could know. Be. Could be. Could be. What is it like, Adokal, is it like a pretty huge jarring difference for you switching between Academy and into the LCS? Because I feel like you're now you're now in the studio, you're doing all this content. Like, what what's the experience been like? Um, I don't think it's too crazy. Uh, but at the same time, I'm I'm very like centered guy. I don't really think about stuff like that in that way. Where it's like, I'm just not a good person to ask like stuff like that. So yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, it's just a normal day, I guess. Kind of yeah. Normal day. Laser fruit. Where are you calling from? I am calling from Ontario, Canada. Ontario, Canada. Welcome to the show. Uh, what do you want to talk about on the show? Uh, my take is that CLG will finish the season above both TSM and 100 Thieves. Okay. Well, we had the last person who said they were making it to Worlds. So now we're we're actively lowering expectations. Where do you think this, 100 yeah, Thieves... Go ahead. What, Mark? <laughs> this was my bad for, for forgetting what topics I pulled and like stepping on each other's toes a little bit too much. Yeah. Uh, because mm -hmm. the previous caller was just supposed to be the mid jungle thing, and then I I derailed it into the <laughs> Travis thing. So I I kind of ruined this guy's topic, but I think there's an angle we can find here. No, 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 it's good. So okay, TSM Hundred Thieves, right? Where where do you think that they're going? Where do you think those two teams will place? Uh, I think they'll play sixth and fifth, putting CLG at fourth. Okay. So do you think Hundred Thieves is going to be? Do you think Hundred Thieves is fifth or sixth? I. I think 100 Thieves is fifth. Okay. Well, at least we're there. You realize they were finalists in, in spring. Yes. What do you think has... Why Why have you... Why do you think things have changed so much for them? Because they haven't made, like, roster changes. So why would you lose so much faith as to put them all the way down at fifth place? So uh, the first reason is Abadagi is playing, like, absolute dog shit right now. Um, he has not looked good at all, and I think even most of the last split, he was really bad as well. He stepped it up for playoffs, but like for ninety percent of the season, he has not looked great. And uh, also on hot or um, uh, JLXP, uh, Jat was talking about um, uh, like the way Hundred Thieves likes to play the game has been nerfed um, like multiple times recently. Um, I don't remember what the first change was, but with the uh, like the dur durability update and the tower change, uh, last year when they won LCS, they really loved uh, like early bot dives and setting up their bot lane, and that's a lot harder to do now. And they don't really seem to like know what to do as a team anymore. Is this a, are you a J JLXP proxy caller? Do we have our second proxy caller? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay, so. And then I don't I don't need like a huge TSM take, but I guess you're just not impressed by the roster changes. Well, um, I just think uh, Huni and Tactical are just too inconsistent as carries. Okay, Mark, you look like you're ready to go. What? what oh, I was I want to ask Dokla because we've asked a lot about you know CLG and stuff. What are the teams that you think? All right, CLG's for sure top three. But yeah, like, who house. else? Yeah, yeah, but like, who else do you have in there with you? And then, like, who's who's in the top five? Like, is it T because that's a big debate right now? I, who's, who's I think it's EG, five? EG, TL, us, top three, and then 
I I actively don't care like who's below me because it just doesn't matter to me. It's just right. wasting my brain. Like it's just that's, taking up space in my brain that I don't need. That's what this show is about, though. Is wasting your brain. You I have see. to. Like, there's a gun to your head, and you, you're not going to gonna have a brain anymore if you don't answer. Who is? I say four or five. Four or five. Um. Let's see. I think Hans. Spent a lot of money on the roster, so I'll just put them fourth and then kiss them up on fifth. <laughs> okay, great. So you don't believe in FlyQuest, don't believe in Golden Guardians, don't believe in Dig or Immortals. Dig or Immortals. Who are you forgetting? That's it, I think. Okay. Maybe we forgot someone. C9? C9? Oh, well, C9. Maybe they're nope. fifth. Maybe they're fifth. See, this is why we have to ask Jokla, because he's like, I don't watch the games of these teams until I have to play them. They're shitters, not wasting yeah. my brain space on this. Gotta grind solo queue, lift weights. Yeah. Who's who's finishing around me? Doesn't matter. They're below me. Don't recognize them. Yeah. Uh do what do you think about FlyQuest? Like, have you guys scrimmed them at all? How do you, what's your read on them? because uh, you did uh -huh. drop to them and you're flaming yourself for dropping. Is it yeah. like is this like tongue in cheek for, for the camera or are you actually embarrassed? No, I'm actually awesome? like I'm actually mad that we lost them because, I mean, I just think I'm significantly better than Philip. So, I, I think I was doing well in my lane. I think the main issue in that game was like, or Bali was trolling our Udyr cleared very <laughs> slow that game, and I wasn't able to help my team out with the lead I had. So, mistake for me, and I died um, getting caught. And then uh, I, I was dead. I should have called that. We can't actually end. So, a couple of takes for me from that game of what I can improve on for sure. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, I just think that we should be better than FlyQuest at least. Like, yeah. To get it back to kind of Hunter T and TSM, I, I want to save Hunter T for the end because I have a couple things there. But, okay, we've now seen TSM for a couple weeks. What What's the early assessment on them? Uh, for, for me, I think they're a little better than I, I, I put them seventh, mostly because I was like concerned about consistency, kind of what laser fruit was talking about there. Um, and I think even their drafts is a thing to be inconsistent about, which I hadn't even thought about until this weekend happened where like their, their draft on Sunday was just dog water. Uh, and they basically lost off draft. I don't think they played well either, but I need to check uh, that draft. It, it like speaker was tweeting afterwards everyone was it was they like i, I think speaker said what was that draft with a skull and then uh i think it was a blaze olive replied or someone else replied like what was that draft with a skull it was <laughs> it was the mundo game i, I guess this is what happens when you don't watch the teams that play after you uh i guess yeah. they played before you but yeah they they, they it, was, it was a weird draft and they just had like no damage, short range, and the other team had like Mundo Fiora. It was, it was doomed. Like they fifth pick, last pick the Nar into the Fiora. I don't know if they thought the Volibear was gonna like somehow, like, get up there or something. But it just it felt really doomed. It felt really really doomed. So you think they'll what six or fifth mark? I had them seventh. I think they're a little bit better than I said. I think sixth. Okay. Um, I don't know who that that knocks them over. Yeah, I don't, I, I, don't I don't know, because I, I also had put fly fifth and like. Where I, did you have CLG again? I don't remember. Oh, are you saying that or? 
Did you have them at the bottom? Are you meme? Oh, is this a joke? I can't tell. On this show, I literally talked to Dokla about how I put them 10. I just am so I'm I'm so appalled by your lack of faith in CLG Mark that I completely purge it out of my brain. I mean, it's fine, all good. Um, yeah. Okay, so then let's get to Hunter T. You have Dokla, to. Are say. you able to talk about TSM or Hunter T? Considering uh, you don't watch the LCS. <laughs> uh, I mean, scrims have been going well. I'll just say that. Okay. Well, we haven't streamed TSM yet, but because I think we played them like in the first two weeks, so yeah, uh, yeah, I think we're gonna scrim them. I hope. I don't know. I don't check the calendar either. I just show up, and <laughs> yeah, I mean, scrims are going kind of. I mean, this last week scrims were not going too well, but you, you need bumpy scrims from time to time because yeah. you just have to let the ants out once in a while. Lose, so lose yeah, can't can't win scrim can't win too many scrims. Uh. Okay. Travis, see your 100 Thieves take. Yes. So 100 Thieves, I'm going to continue to say is going to Worlds. I don't know who else to squeeze in or out. Well, man, Mark left. I was about to... Okay, we're, I'm going to stall while Mark uh, returns because he needs to be part of this. Um, I continue to think TS, or 100 Thieves is going to Worlds because every time... I, I have not believed in 100 Thieves for the last, like, two years. And yeah. then fucking... Jackson Dahl, who's in the chat right now, he doesn't even he doesn't even work in the space anymore. He's hawking NFTs and crypto. <laughs> He's always on my case. And Papa Smithy, everybody's always like the hundred thieves subreddit. The other day, I complimented PSG's merch, and some hundred T fan quote tweeted me and was like, "The utter disrespect <laughs> for hundred T." And and like I and and then and then I don't believe, and then they do it anyway. Like they win summer, and then they make it to. To spring, like I would not have predicted them in the finals, and not that I would have predicted EG either. But like, I just don't, and they're not making roster changes, and so like, I it's too weird for me to think that hundred thieves would go from being finals to out, and so and then they always look shaky in the regular season, and then they like get their stuff together, and then suddenly they look good in playoffs or whatever. So yeah. maybe that's the whole like people talk about. I will about the say whole tempo somebody hasn't somebody has been playing better. I thought he was like really bad for a while, but he has been playing better. So they have some hope. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Um, and so... Not, not too much, but some. Nice nice CLG jersey, Mark. Um, and then here's the other thing. Here's why I also think I want to believe in them. Because this past weekend on the LCS broadcast, uh, there was a question of which are the three teams that are going to Worlds. Jat did not have T or 100T going to Worlds. Mark put 100T going to Worlds in third place. And then... Uh, Raz, Raz did not have them going either, which is crazy to me because I'm like, we, I, I just, I'm surprised. Like, there's not much evidence to suggest that this team has like gotten that bad, where they were like second place, they were first last year, second in spring, and now they're just out of worlds. Now that I've said all this, hundred T fans should really hate me because there's no way that now that I've started believing they will go to worlds. But I, I'm going to keep them on my world's list um, until they're, like, definitely in, in a bad place. But well, they I, lost yeah. to C9 think, already. Yeah, I think I just had a realization, like, as this is all happening. Like, I think we're going to be 10th because I just want to be the underdog because I think it's just better that way. So, <laughs> so I think Soji's going to be 10th. Who did I interview? I interviewed... Uh, we're the worst team. Yeah. 
Who are you guys be... playing that? Oh, good. Oh, we're we're playing the top teams in uh, C9 and TL. Oh yeah, you guys and are we're, doomed. We're just You're a so game looking for an upset. Yep. I I hope you roll rolled the dice well and, and get some really cheeser picks in there. You guys come up with some stupid strats this week in scrim so you can yeah, cheese really the looking, win. Yeah, looking forward to cheesing the win. <laughs> just like you cheesed all of week one and week two so far to be four and one. Yeah. But we're still the underdogs. I yeah. I like I like it better being the underdogs. I mean that's what who he said. So I asked who he what he thought of the analyst desk stuff. Because yeah. after the speaker stuff last week, I've just decided the real way to create storylines in the LCS is to direct the players uh, as, as weapons at the analyst desk <laughs> and the analyst. And, uh, yeah. and, and uh, who he was saying that he was happy about it because they always do best whenever they are, whenever no one believes in them. So there we go. There we go. Who he's coming yeah. for you, Rez. Uh, you, should, you should be afraid. Okay, uh, Laserfruit, thank you for the call. Anything you want to shout out? Uh, I would like to shout out, um, shout out Kobe's Champion Q streams, which oh, I God. may or may Don't not do be for. I honestly think part of the reason our viewership is like much better tonight is that Kobe's not streaming against me. I need to start <laughs> doing something to the internet. Maybe the internet will have issues going to his computer or something. And uh, this one isn't really a shout out, but I would like to make a request of Dokla. Uh, yeah. Tell Luger and Poom to play Tarek. Eric? It's fucking leaper. All right, I'll be sure to only tell them, and no one else will know that Thank Eric you. is wrong. Okay. Yeah. All right. Thanks, guys. Bye. Make Thank sure you. to say Laser Fruit on Hotline League has yeah. a hot tip for you guys. And see. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Dokla, who was skeptical about coming onto the show because he was unsure of if the callers were had good quality, will certainly pass along the callers' suggestions <laughs> to uh, for drafting. Yeah. Okay. Mark is grabbing uh, what might be our last caller. Uh, Danny Grimm, thank you for the 27 months. Matei, thank you for the 15. And All the Dog, thank you as well. Uh, should have Mark back here in just a second. But it's been super cool to see uh, everybody in the chat. Thanks, everybody, for coming out. It's been fun to see a bunch of uh, industry folks. And I don't know, maybe maybe the LCS is just naturally pulling in a lot of uh, more engagement. Uh, is it Philippe? Felipe, yes. So fucking close. Felipe, where are you calling from? Uh, from Costa Rica. Costa Rica. Great to have you on the show. What do you want to talk about on the show? Um, I wanted to talk about the combat mechanics and the, the change that needs to be done after the durability changes. I would just like to add like at the beginning that I don't like combat mechanics in general or not the saturation of them. Like Since the middle part of last year, I think they added... Uh, combat XP in jungle camps. We already had shutdowns. Now we have objective objective bounties, and I think it's uh, a little bit disgusting. I think this is perfect because Dokla somehow not only beat Evil Geniuses on Sunday, he also beat Riot's game devs, mm -hmm. making them have to come back against all this objective bounty bullshit. Yeah, when the team already has <laughs> all the insane buffs on them. What, what do you, yeah, what do you think? Uh, sorry, really quickly, Felipe. What is it? What are the exact reasons you don't like it? Well, I think that it's like um, not good that a team can play bad uh, 30 minutes of the game and then have like one team fight and have like a 10k gold swing. Like the first example I remember was that I don't know if you guys saw it, the Damwon Genji game five, where Canyon was playing Nidalee and Shumai oh yeah, 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 and. 
and Genji had like uh, Saya Yumi, and literally like one fight, and it felt like the game was already over. Even with Damo, like I think they had Soul. So yeah, that was like the first case, and I think this season we have already seen games in LCK, LEC, and LCS that that have happened. All right. Yeah, okay. I will say it think? is weird. I think uh, when I was playing Academy, I think there was a similar situation to this where we were. I think the go the game was even. We might have even been behind, but they still had bounties, and I didn't notice it in game, but I noticed it after. And I'm like, is, is that supposed to be a uh, a thing? Because we were definitely well, behind yeah. that stage in the game, so it was weird. Like, it's like an even 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 bigger problem is that like. You can be in a game state and don't recognize if objective bounties should be there or not. Like that's actually a very worrisome trend. Like if I can if I post a game and I can't tell if there should be objective bounties or not, like that's not good. If there's no clarity of like riot devs or when should there be objective bounties, how much gold is a Drake and that stuff. I you know, you're speaking my language. I hate when they hide mechanics um and then you just can't like optimize it i understand they do it so that you can't game it but i also feel like if you're designing mechanics that are easily gamed then like just hiding how they work is a really crappy band-aid fix to it um and an example of this that blew my like just i when i learned it i was i was blown away was kane and how you acquired physical or like melee or or range stacks on Kane when he, on release. I don't know, I forget, I think it's changed since then. Um, but like people thought it was how much you fought in, in your forms, but you actually like passively acquired the experience. And then once you hit someone, it triggered that experience. And so you actually didn't need to fight consistently. All you really need to do was show up and hit the one guy once, and then you could go gank the other. And like, they just never told you. They, like they just never explained the mechanic of how Kane chose his form. And like it would radically have changed how people thought they had to play if they made it known. And for some reason, they just hit it because it's like it's a mini game. Are you gonna be Rust or Kane? And it was like <laughs> no one fucking cares. Let me know how to play my champion. And, yeah. and this, I get vibes, similar vibes from this. Where I'm like, just tell me what the equation is, so I can give you feedback if I think it's good or not. But I, I don't even know because to me, it, that game also looked a little ridiculous. The one that you guys just played. Yeah. How much did you feel it when you were playing the game, Doka? Honestly. I didn't even notice like they had objective bounties because I mean we were just in the game, just in the moment, I guess. So that wasn't really like on, in the forefront of my mind. So uh, I didn't notice it at all. But obviously it sucks when like I mean they still have it. It's, it's like 35 minutes in the game and they still have bounties probably. So it's definitely weird for sure. Do you guys talk about it at all like in meta conversations when you're talking about like drafts and how you think the team should like? Oh, that's not a good pick right now because, like, yeah, you can you can win early game a little bit, but like, you no. fall off really hard. <laughs> no, not at all. No, <laughs> <laughs> we're not playing around the objective bounties. I can promise you that. <laughs> You're not like, oh man, if I pick Nidalee and then we we lose one fight, I'm I'm useless. When do you when do you find out about this stuff? Like, do you go back and the coaches are just like, by the way? Honestly, I saw it on like Reddit. It's like everyone's making it such a big deal. I'm like. I don't think it was a big deal. I think the bigger deal is like we threw that game. I think that's like, at least for like our point of view, it's like as a team, like we threw that game. We shouldn't be in that position, but I can see from like a viewer perspective, like they saw bounties where um shouldn't have. So yeah. 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 Like, uh, can yeah. I ask uh, Dokla one question? Yeah, go for it. Yeah, bro. Like, have you ever been like in a game review and you were, I don't know, like two drakes up to zero 
and you took third dragon and then in review you realize that oh then we actually shouldn't have taken that dragon because that i don't know that activated bounties and they have i don't know camille or gangplank or some split pusher and that they, that gave him like a 500 extra gold well no i don't think uh the thought process ends up like that it's uh yeah i just don't think it ends up like that i think generally it's like when bounties do happen it's like you generally don't want to trade uh like map so you just want to fight them where they are instead of like trading uh side of the map because if you're stronger then just fight them and you'll win instead of trying to trade side of the map so that's generally the meta of fighting bounties but that's not I mean, something like people actively think about at least i don't think so it would be a pretty niche situation but it is a point that like third dragon gets heavily weighted because it's putting you on soul point and so like yeah. in whatever formula they do in theory like if you were ahead and they were trading and like you could take the dragon and they were about to take the turret i guess you could delay the turret take or delay the dragon take so that they took the turret first so you didn't risk turning bounties on i guess yeah. there's like some giga brain time you could do that but but otherwise i see what you're like most of the time it's not worth the tempo loss to like we won't take dragon for a minute while they take top turret yeah or generally yeah. yeah you wouldn't want to wait a full minute to like delay dragon take unless you're like you're taking their whole side of the jungle like like only scenario would do that is like an exit drag when you're taking like their side of the map but yeah. um yeah that's not really a, a case but yeah all right well thank you felipe for the call it's always cool when we get uh international callers is there anything you want to shout out uh before we wind down um, well, yeah, shout out to the whole LCS content. I think it's stepped up uh, a lot this year. And I would also like to shout out the Seraphim Flex that CLG has been doing. Like Seraphim ADC and Seraphim support, I actually think it's pretty broken. Thank wow. you. Thank you so much, Felipe, for the call, and we'll catch you next time. Bye. Uh, I do, actually, the, the content, I really enjoyed the Emily Rand uh, Cat on the Rat segment mark how did that come about uh i pitched it because uh Captain flowers calls it tom and jerry and i like the dr seuss lane and so like i wanted to make a, a dr seuss rhyme about the cat on the rat and i just all i really had was the punchline about me wanting to kill yumi so like kill the fucking cat <laughs> on the rat <laughs> uh so that was like the bit and then one of the producers helped write the like outline of the script uh to get some of like the basic rhyming in there and then i tweaked yeah. that and then in the morning emily just like busted out that drawing because she's a beast and we made the book and, and we just it was like an overnight like from like 12 hours to make that piece probably i love stuff like that and it's making me very excited to hear that those types of things can happen at the lcs right now because i think sometimes you know it's easy for the stuff to get mired in like meetings and process and all that stuff and so like this is I love stories like that because they also remind me of like some of the coolest content I've heard from LEC coming out where it's like Vettius and Dracos just chilling and then like a producer tags in and really helps out. And it's just like, it's, it's awesome to see content like that materialize versus people just being like, oh, that'd be a cool idea. But like, I'm going to go to sleep. I'll see you guys tomorrow <laughs> for work. Yeah. Me, me and the producer were, were texting at like 10, 10 PM probably that night. And he was yeah. like, yep, I'm going to work on a script right now. And I was like, Jesus Christ, dude. All right yeah no that's whoever that producer is pat on the back to them um okay cool well uh we have a couple extra minutes we we started a little bit late so i don't know mark if you have extra questions for dokla 
Uh, Dokla, you have the highest top jungle proximity in the league at 9.7%. Why do you need contracts to babysit you? Well, it's just because I'm such a weak laner on the 10th place team, so I need a lot of help to get through the lane. So I really appreciate contracts being there for me, like as a, just a support, like an emotional support jungler. Like people have emotional dogs, so I just need like emotional jungler support so I can get through the lane. Gotcha. Okay, good to know. I'm sure he appreciates that. Uh, no, what? Maybe I can ask you a little bit about like what has the change as a as a player on CLG? How have you felt? the organization has changed between last year and this year? Well, I wasn't here last year, but I will say, like, everyone got fired from last year, right? Um, so it's just a completely new org to me. Like, the way I looked at it, like, joining CLG, it didn't have the same stigma that it had, like, previously, where it's just like, oh, this front office doesn't know what they're doing. Like, they're just picking up bad talent and stuff like that. I just came into it with, like, an open perspective of, like, it's just a new org um, with just new people running it. It's not, like, the same CLG that was there last time, so yeah, yeah, very good. All right. Uh, do you want to talk about the elements drama real quick? I don't think we need to keep Dokla around for it if he doesn't care. Um, the double well, if you just want to drum. give give the two longer and read. I almost don't care enough to like. So the TLDR is that like on the Trash Talk podcast, Scara, Beauty, Boy, were I don't remember Ship exactly Shifter? everyone who was on it, um, but at one point, double if was. I don't even really know the context, to be honest. But Double has said like something about players who were on their way out during the early days of the LCS or something, and used Elements as an example. And then that prompted Elements to write like a pretty long twit longer, where he talked about his great contributions to the league scene. Um, and now there's a, a Twitter thread, a Reddit thread about it, where people are arguing that Double is an asshole, or uh, Elements is like pretending he's much better than he was, or like. You know, it's it's just uh, people th throwing, <laughs> throwing shit all over the place. It's great. Yeah. Did did you ever like? Were you watching? Like, when did you start paying attention to the pro scene? Like, I think I saw season two. Like, I I, I saw season two, like World Championship. I think when TPA won. I think memory could be wrong. I think I saw them win. Yeah. And then after that, I started watching LCS slowly because uh, that's generally when I got introduced into league. And then. I started watching, uh, I think from season three onwards, and then, yeah, I've been a fan since. But when, I wouldn't say I was a fan of a team, I was just a fan of like the game and the players. Um, well, I think it's just funny. I mean, Elements did do a lot of like content creation stuff that was pretty popular back in like this, the, no, the beta season like one days. Yeah. Huge. Reign, reign of Elements? Reign of was Gaming, reign or of Reign of, yeah, I forget what it was. It was he was. I think big... it was Rain of Gaming. I think it was Rain. Yeah. But like, how it's so crazy. I just am so fascinated to know what percentage of people would even remember this stuff. You know, are like yeah. looking up the subreddit. Like, what the fuck is this? Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> I, like, I, actually, it's a very good question as to how many of the people that are commenting have any context on what's been talked about, right? Like, yeah. like that's the there's more people that commented in this and like upvoted than there are like people that were actively paying attention back in the day. So I was like, yeah. I can't imagine. Like, a lot of people are like, yeah, double if sucks, or wow, this elements guy seems like an asshole. And I'm like, I'm sure nobody has any understanding. Um, yeah, yeah, good old days though. All right. Well, that is the show. Uh, Mark, what do you want to shout out? What do you got coming on? What's going on? Uh, I have to get cat food tonight. 
I fucked up. Should have got it earlier. Um, this guy's going to attack me if I don't get him food soon. Have blame game coming out on Wednesday on if Core JJ is overrated or not. Um, dive this week. I don't know. I don't think there's anything too special. So you're starving your animals is what I'm hearing. Making them appreciate my value is what we call it. Mm. Right. Interesting. Yeah. I'm the uh, provider. Dokla, how about you? What's, uh, what's going on with you? What do you want to shout out? Um, we're gonna, I mean, shout out to just, uh, all my teammates, just putting in a lot of work, uh, getting us a successful start and, uh, looking forward to playing next week against C9 and TL. That should be very exciting and should be a good test to see where we stand. How are you going to do? If we're actually top three or top 10. Okay. What's your prediction for that? Uh, since we're the 10th place team, I think it's going to be really hard and we're probably going to lose both teams. Okay. <laughs> Good to know. Uh, random other question. I, I, I've been trying to ask this. What, what do you, what's like Dokla's off time? Or do you just not have off time? Like, what do you do? Do you just lift weights and play league 24-7? Or like, because I found a Vulcan read fantasy books last week. I didn't know he did that. Yeah. Like, what do you do? Uh, well, my schedule is generally just wake up, go gym, uh, get to the office, play league, um, scrims, and then food, champs queue, Slash, like, just talk with the Academy boys. Just, uh, like, just, uh, just chill out for, like, a bit. Um, and then just league. And then go home. Listen to some music. Meditate. Go to bed. That's generally my daily schedule the whole day. <laughs> Every day. All right. Days are off. What do you do? You going to go well, to the today's movies? my off day. Today's my off day. I came in to the office because I, I, don't, I don't like to set up at home. So I'd rather just... Uh, be here and just talk to people at least just have some interaction uh and just generally just watch vods just see like other regions see what's going on um uh look at what's like popular check out some streams uh stalk something on twitter see what's going on on twitter and uh yeah just take it easy for today but i do play a lot of arms i will say like I am on that ARM grind. Uh, very passionate about my ARM MMR. Damn. Okay. You should play with Azale. He he was at one point like one of the top ten or top fifty rated uh, or like I, hidden MMR uh, ARAMers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I need a. Yeah. I mean, I, maybe I'll play with him. Maybe he's on like secret hand that I just don't know. But I'm on my main, so maybe he knows me. But he doesn't, he's too shy. He, he he might not be playing as much anymore. There was a time where he was he was one of the the greats of ARAMs. Yeah, okay. I mean, okay. Aram is kind of like a champ gap. Like, if they get Senna, it's like impossible <laughs> challenge to win. It's like, how can we win? But yeah, it's really fun. Mark said in chat, Petco PetSmart has the brand I need for food uh, for the cat. Mm -hmm. I just Googled, and all the Petcos and PetSmarts in the area are already closed. Indeed. So, what happens now, Mark? Do you does the, do the cats starve? No, I get a different one, but Ashley gets mad at me, probably. Oh, okay, okay. Are you able to hide it from her? <laughs> no, she she knows when... <laughs> no. Okay, well, best of luck, bud. It was nice Thanks, man. Uh, are we doing something for you and Kobe's birthday on Wednesday? I've been keeping that night clear. Thir thir I said, I told you Thursday, didn't I? No, I don't think so. Because the I could have sworn in person when we went on one of our walks. I told you we can we can end the show so Doug doesn't have to sit. Through no, our we need to figure this out. Why the fuck it's now? Entertaining. It's entertaining. 
Yeah. All right. Well, so I could swear you guys on have our the walks. same birthday. What are you doing on yeah. Wednesday night? Ashley works on Wednesday nights. Oh, so then why don't we do something? Or Wednesday, the, Wednesday, Thursday. So like, what if we do something I, for the guys? You know, what if we went on Thursday night? So I Cause, can because Kobe's birthday is on Wednesday. I'm well, pretty sure I talked to Kobe about this already. Anyways, maybe really? it was him Where? I talked to about it at the dive or something last week. Because okay. we were talking about how we're going to be working on Wednesday. I have been trying birthdays. to figure out something. I I even I messaged Ashley. Did she tell you that I told I messaged her? Yeah, yeah. I thought maybe she. Maybe I thought she told. I, I thought some. I've said this a bunch now. I just assumed one of them was to you, but maybe not. I said, should we do something for Kobe and Mark's birthday? We can discuss on not your birthday because it was her birthday. And right. then she said they have such different personalities. What would be fun for both of them? Thinking emoji. And I invite. I don't even know if that's completely. Uh, you, and I said dinner and or board games. And then we talked about which board games I got. Make sure Captain Flowers are. It's the life of the party. <laughs> Captain Listen, Flowers is trying to invite himself through Twitch chat. There, here, there are. There's a couple things here. Captain Flowers, he's going to take this seriously. I mean, this is a joke. But Captain Flowers, whenever he's at things, I worry about the things around me because. There's a offline TV party where, uh, for some reason, I don't know the context, a giant hole appeared in the wall in a bathroom, and it was it was said that Captain Flyers was the culprit. And then last week, uh, we were at this players thing, or maybe it was two weeks ago, and like uh, suddenly he just walks straight into a screen door, and the beer goes all over it, and uh, and so I just like if we're gonna we need a, a safe location to have this event if Captain Flowers is going where it's insured, there's like liability insurance. We need to just bubble wrap him. Um, <laughs> all right. Uh, I don't know. I, I I don't really care. Thursday night, let's just get dinner somewhere. Okay. I'll talk to Kobe and we'll see if, if we can make it happen. But um, good to know. All right. That's the show. Thank you, Dokla, for coming out. Dokla, final question. How bad were the callers? Uh, I mean, some of them were kind of bad, but overall, you know, it's pretty good, I guess. Uh, it's just the average Joe, so I think it's pretty normal. Great. Pretty normal. That's the review we're looking at. Yeah, just good enough. Just good enough. Uh, throw a third one in there. <laughs> <laughs> I got I got a bunch of stuff coming out this week. Stay tuned for that. Thanks, Dokla, for coming on the show. This has been Hotline League. We'll catch you all next week.